We've got about three stories that I could nerd out and spend the entire show on. I'm just warning you right now. Such as? Well, I love it anytime you have billionaires fighting with each other and kind of where the NFL is in the pantheon of, I don't want to say ownership, ownership, friendship. I say that right? In other words, they seem like they're a fairly cohesive group. Ever since the late, great Al Davis passed away, there hasn't really been too much owner versus league stuff, right? Think about it. When Robert Kraft had his issue, it kind of resolved itself quietly, fairly or unfairly. When you know Jerry Jones tried to make it a bigger deal about how much he disliked Roger Goodell and didn't want his contract to be as massive and extended as it was. What happened? They, they, amicably, amicably, they got together and resolved it. But yeah, I just, it always seems as if it's, as described, kind of a good old boys network and they never have any issues. And lo and behold, Josh, you'll have an issue. We've got issues. Even though I got to, I got to be honest with you. The Seth Wickersham report um, about what Jerry Jones said to Robert Kraft, I got to be honest with you, that was, guys, that was the definition of clickbait. If you've ever, when you yell and you fight with, with guys on Twitter about things that they've done, and you go, clickbait, this was the definition of clickbait. Did you see the story yesterday? About Jerry Jones and Roger, or not Roger Goodell, excuse me, Robert Kraft. So, and, and all you all you really have to do now, because I don't think anyone really took the time to try to figure out what the what the jut kind of the the guts of the story was, because if you really read it, you're like, oh, that's re- nothing. During an owners only session, Jones got into a heated ex- exchange with Robert Kraft. Uh, Craft over the subject of contract negotiations with Roger Goodell. The sources said Kraft joined the overwhelming majority in strong support for the measure with Jones, the lone dissenter in the owner's only session, eventually telling Kraft, quote, don't F with me. Kraft replied, excuse me. Jones said, don't mess with me. That, that's, that's the story. The measure still passed 31 to 1. <laughs> and what could have possibly happened that had him so upset with Robert Kraft in that moment? Right, exactly. I just think because he told him, listen, we all like the direction this is going. Sorry. Sorry you don't like him, bro. You wanted to draft Johnny Manziel. We're moving on. But, I mean, it's just it's funny to me. It's That's it. There's nothing to it. But don't you think it's a story that an owner would say to another owner, don't bleep with me. No, I'm pretty sure that happens quite a bit. So I, I could – and now Jim Irsay comes out, and, and Jim Irsay becomes the first owner's voice that speaks out against Dan Snyder. So you've got a lot of – you've got a lot of really good stuff with NFL ownership going on right now, right? Spend a whole show on it. Josh, I, I assume – 
being the home of Sooner fans, we're probably going to spend a lot of the show on the report yesterday that we don't necessarily have to upgrade or change our GPS directions for the better part of the next couple of years. Because the good news is, well, I, I don't know how you guys look at this. For me, it's good news. Um, we will. Oklahoma will be in the Big 12 until 2024 and, and then out in 2025. So you will have two more seasons of Oklahoma in the Big 12 in all sports. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, shocked, jaw drop, shocked that they're going to play in a 14-team Big 12 with the four new members of the conference coming in. Shocked. But I, I don't know. I'm not mad about it, right? I, I'm not sitting here going – Get me to the SEC faster. No, they'll get there, and it'll be fine. I mean, I don't suddenly see a massive regression in anything. If 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 anything else, you kind of see that commitment to upgrading your facilities and your budgets by the time you get there. But the point is more than anything else, Josh, I think many of us have spent the better part of the last two years now, or year. When was this announced? Has it been only a year? Has it only been a year? But it seems like it's been longer than that. Would have been a last summer. Yeah, it right. would have been a, a, a year from over a year. A year from this past what July. Mm-hmm. So we we've spent the better part of that year plus trying to parse through like the rumors and reading the tea leaves. When are they going? And reading into things. My gosh, I just saw that they canceled that series with. Tennessee and in Georgia, so that must mean something. Battle for Atlantis. That, that, I, I could legitimately spend all three hours of this show on what, what that means or your opinions on it. And is, is there this idea that we're absolutely positively in a rush in Austin and in Norman to get to the SEC? Or, you know, if you look at it one of two ways, number one, you know, both both pro, and then there becomes this mindset from like this group of tech. Well, we're trying to get there, and you're saying no, no, no. That's that's not not really how this is playing out. At least outside of message board created fodder, that's not how it's being played out. Or sports radio created fodder. I don't know. I see a very long text message like right in the middle of the show. Is this something I need to read now? Or hey, it's United Way Day. Oh, okay. I'll get to that in a second. That's the third big thing. But the um, the point is, I don't, I don't think it's anything from a. We're afraid to go to the SEC at this time. I don't think that's it for either school. I just think it's a situation where. Well, in fact, I know it's a situation where there's. I feel like there's a certain amount of understanding that we're not going to pay to get out of here, and that's not going to change. And we'll just wait it out. I mean, unless you guys want to kick us out of the league. I mean, Gundy's talking tough. Maybe maybe we go ahead and move on. But that's that was never going to be the case. That was never going to be the, the situation. Despite how much we read into it, how much I believed that there was still a chance for it, Josh, it just it appears as if both schools didn't want to risk that extra coin to just get out of the Big 12 for S's and G's, essentially. Right? Yeah, and I don't know if there's been any sort of a negotiation on any level, but 
maybe the negotiation just wasn't what Oklahoma or Texas was hoping or wanted it to be. And if that's the case, then you know what? You keep your hundreds of millions. Right. And there's plenty of different facility up facility upgrades we know that Oklahoma's – they want to get done. They, they want to get those accomplished. And you know what? Really, in an ideal world, they'd like to have some of that done by the time they get to the SEC. So if a couple of things are true, if, number one, any sort of a negotiation isn't taking place or not to the University of Oklahoma or to the University of Texas's liking, then – then you wait and say, you know what, we're totally comfortable using that money, allocating it in different ways than just using it as an exit fee. And B, I do wonder if the start to this season, to some degree, at least on the Oklahoma side from a big money donor perspective, if there was this rush, which I can imagine there probably was just because of the way you know I've reacted and others have reacted, there was a general push from Oklahoma fans, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. But given the way this season has started for Oklahoma, if there was that big push from, again, folks that have the power and the money and the donations to maybe help expedite that, then all of a sudden you turn around and you say, you know what, yeah, you guys might have been right. Let's Let's slow our roll just a little bit and save that cash and spin things a different direction. I'll, I'll never forget last year whenever we were talking about the necessity to get there as soon as possible because of the belief of the difference that the influx of cash would make, right? Got to get there. Got to start getting that SEC money. Um, and, and, you know, maybe you're right. What what do we see with uh, the exit fees for a couple of the American athletic conference teams? It wasn't. Well, and again, we're talking about a much different level of meaning to a conference, but it wasn't quite to the level that we'd seen it was going to be paid out over, like, what, 10 years or something ridiculous. But I just – I don't think you're in a situation where that would have been as easily budgetarily as it was in other schools. And I remember talking about it, and, you know, even to that latter point, hey, facilities, taking the time to get your program where you need it to be, I'm fine with that. Listen, when Lincoln Riley left, Joe Castiglione sat there on a Monday news conference with Bob Stoops, and when the question was asked, hey, the the rumor is that, or at least one of the rumors is that there was concern that the changes weren't going to be made that needed to be made in order to get this program where it needed to be to be SEC ready. And... I think I think I paraphrased the question somewhat close. And Joe Castiglione said, hey, we, we know. You know, we know the changes are, are going to come and need to be made to make sure we're put in a position where we can be, as a university and as a program, as best set to compete in the SEC when we get there. So I'm not one that gets too caught up in the, the financial battle of it from the perspective of needing to get there to get that SEC money, I'd much rather spend a couple years in the Big 12, fine-tune the things that need to be fine-tuned. And when you go into the big to the SEC in 2025, that first football season, you're ready to go. You've got Jackson Arnold as a second-year starting quarterback. I'm just – right? You've got for Brent Venables, his – his guys, and that's this is like before even BV. I'm just thinking now. You've got Love's Field, 
open, ready to go. And Patty Gasso crushing it on the recruiting trail. You've got the upgrades made for Jenny and Porter, right? And I mean, it's just – I know the $2 billion fundraising plan is very ambitious and doesn't have an end date of 2025, but you're working towards making sure everything is done by the time you get there, or at least in the progress uh, process of getting done. So I'm not down. I mean, there were some people mad online about this last night. Well, I – I think there's a faction of the Oklahoma fan base that's ready to get to the SEC well, and ready to get there now. Let's talk about that next. Uh, my man Kyle Walton hit me up on the Super Secret Textoso line. Yes, tonight is opening night for the Thunder. So the top story, I guess, could be OKC Thunder opening night. But we all know what this season is about. Don't Don't get caught up in the young core and – don't get caught up in the excitement over a couple of early season wins. NBA Chris is just here to tell you, you know what's going to happen. Tank, 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 baby. It's Victor Wimbayama season. And that's what this is about. Especially now that your you're number two pick in the draft Holmgren. is down for the season. Mm-hmm. Chet Holmgren. They're going to be good, though. I think they're going to be fun. I just think by they're the time they're not going to be that fun. I I think by the time they get to the midpoint of the season, they're going to shut them all down again. Oh look, plantar fasciitis has kicked in for Josh Kitty. Uh, there is the an elbow issue right now with SGA. If they didn't shut anybody down, how many games would they win? I think they could battle for. I I think they'd be in the play-in. Am I? Is that me being too ambitious? I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe look at. Look at me being the ambitious one here, Josh Elmer. What's going on? What's their What's their over under win total? Um, right, let's look. I have you know what? It's funny now that you mention it. I haven't even looked at over under win totals in the NBA. Ooh, twenty three and a half. That's what I was going to say. I, I was I was thinking twenty five to thirty would be kind of their win range. Everyone else is kind of thinking the same thing we are. By the way, uh, I appreciated the Lakers upgrading their shooting this off season, only to be. One of the most hideous shooting teams I've ever seen in an NBA game in my life. And I was really happy to see that the knee-jerk nature of NBA talk uh, did not slow down with an entire offseason. <laughs> no. no. We, look, we are mid-season form on that. Here, here, is, here is the headline on an article that hit my inbox this morning. I had, oh, man. I, I had to share this with you because I, I literally saw it and I cracked up. I get, I get the athletics – I guess promotional things fired over to you. Yeah, and it's always in my inbox, and I don't know if I ever open it or not. I'm I'm surprised I still do, but it's like Lakers are even worse than last year, and you're like, it's one game. It's I I get it. It didn't look good last night, but it is one game. And if you're able to, I guess the defending champion, by the way, right? Who was juiced? Neither team really looked all that great. I watched a lot of that game last night. I spent a lot of time looking at the roster because I had no idea who half the guys playing for the Lakers were. It's like, who was this guy? <laughs> what? But it was fun. It was it's opening night and you got a full night of games tonight, so we'll get to it all. But hey, when we come back, let's let's dive into twenty twenty five. My question of the day on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Right? Question of the day. Kind of two, three, four, five fold, if you will. Number one, do you have a problem with this? As a fan, you look at kind of the long-range future. I think 
maybe some of the slow start this year in football as people hitting pause a little bit, maybe. I would imagine, yes, that that has tempered some expectations on, hey, we got to go right now. I asked Toby this. I asked Toby this. If there is a place that you definitely want to make sure the Sooners play, is it Provo? Is it Sin? Do you want to go down to the bounce house and play? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't mind playing in Houston, but again, there's a lot of Sooner fans in Houston. I think it'd be cool to see if they could take over that stadium. But that that and then you know the third and maybe just kind of the the summer question in this right. This isn't necessarily not like Summer Sanchez, not like from Rick and Morty. But wait, is Morty's last name Sanchez? It's Rick not. Sanchez. Rick Sanchez, and then um, anyway, we'll get into a Rick and Morty discussion later. I think it's just Morty Morty. I think it is Morty Morty. So summer, summer, not summer, summer. But maybe this is a summer conversation. What do you see as the biggest need? In other words, when you when you think about the future of Oklahoma in the SEC, what are you looking at and saying that needs to be fixed, or I, I need to see that upgraded? So we'll dive into it all. It's a fun midweek. Wipe it Wednesday, whenever we still have a win from Saturday that there might be some lingering thoughts about. It's a plank show on United Way Day. Today is when we honor and celebrate those who grind for the United Way. In fact, we're going to hear from uh, David and Jenny Goodspeed. They're the United Way chair, campaign chairs later in the show. Wendy Swatzek is going to join us later. She's with Crossroads Youth and Church. Uh, our man Darren Wilson, who is the president and CEO Great of guy. the United Way. Great dude. And spend today talking about not just what United Way does, how you can help support them, and maybe in that process learn a little bit more about some of the other things beyond just, hey, they're the United Way, the different things they work into in this community. So we'll talk about it. United Way Day right here on The Ref. Ah, yes. Big, big mistake on my part. Morty Smith. That's right. How could we forget? Thank I mean, you, Drake. Are we? Am are I we even super a Rick, fans? Am I even a Rick and Morty super fan? The uh, there's an episode where the dinosaurs come back. Josh, you've got to. I really need to get caught up, man. I've I've got a lot of episodes to watch. Where are the others? <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I I've got to watch it about three more times to truly get it. But yeah, we need some of those really little good. Funko. Pops of like Rick Sanchez and Morty. We need we need some of those. So we do Rick and Morty swag. I'm for very the studio. I'm very excited that um, whenever I go to this, this shows you how childish I am. Very excited whenever I go to New York this week and that I get to catch up on Rick and Morty with my son. One one half of this is a professional broadcaster who does shows. The other half of this is a West Point cadet, a plebe. And we're going to get together and talk about cartoons, as you should. Uh, are you good time? Are you out on Monday? No, 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 week? no, no. I'm back. I've got to be back on Monday. I'm not missing any of the coaches' shows. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. No, no. Just Friday. But you're Audi on. I'm Audi on Friday because I'm catching my flight leaves Norman, our Oklahoma City, at six a.m. Six a.m. Josh, and I'm. You know what I'm thinking about That's being brutal. I'm thinking about being the obnoxious guy. I'm, I'm thinking about going to bed at like 7 o'clock on Thursday night, waking up just refreshed at 4.30 in the morning, and pop into that airport back. Like, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Jumping on that plane. Hi. Cranking, cranking up the what, – what's that? What's it called? The, 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 
window thing, the shade. What's it called? It's a shade, you dope. To be like, hey, good morning. What are you up to, sir? There's no sleeping this morning. Get you up, know get what up, I had up. this morning? I had just one cup of coffee. Are you impressed? You'll be bouncing around the uh, airport with like a Richard Simmons-like mindset. Oh, gosh. I can't wait. Just pure, pure obnoxious. That's that's what I'd like to do. The reality is I would um, absolutely positively just be dead the whole time. <laughs> so a couple of notes. Like, wait, what, where is this story about 2025? What's going on here? All right, let me, let me go ahead and drill into this a little deeper. So Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, uh, Yor- <clears throat> Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, laid out what he called an official timetable for the Oklahoma-Texas move and told I, – I, and i got to double-check. I'll make sure you give proper credit here because I, I've been bugging Eric Bailey to come on this morning. Um, but Eli Letterman got this quote. They're going to be here through 2025. They've committed themselves in advance of me getting here and they've reiterated that commitment. So they'll be here through the duration of the grant of rights and any and my relationship with both with both Texas and Oklahoma is very very strong. And they are full members and we're looking forward to working with them. Um this came on the heels of the scheduling models that were announced. Now, we don't know you know, who Oklahoma or Texas are going to play if the Big 12 really wanted to stick it to Texas since they're leaving, then absolutely, absolutely, they would send Texas to Houston to play a game. But that's where we are. You know, it's exciting these final couple of years to get to see some new faces, right? Right. BYU, Cincinnati, UCF Houston, I think, you know, going to or welcoming in any of those should be fun for for a couple of years for Oklahoma fans. I don't think it's as fun as, you know, playing in the SEC tomorrow. No. But that being said, I I do think that will be exciting and create some interesting matchups. Having said that, you know, really, if you asked me how would you like to see this play out, I'm okay seeing Oklahoma not play any of those for the next two years. And I know that that won't be how it winds up, but there is a part of me that is a little bit sentimental about the idea that you're going to play BYU or you're going to play UCF or Cincinnati or Houston, and there you've got a game versus you know Oklahoma State or Kansas State or even an Iowa State or a Kansas that you're not playing that year because you're playing one of – those teams when you've got these and and look that's Oklahoma's choice right right? send it down this path when uh you made the decision to go to the SEC but to me you've got now two years left in this league beyond this one I'd rather see Oklahoma play K-State two more times or play Iowa State two more times or play the Jayhawks two more times or the Cyclones you, you name it versus any of these new teams and maybe I'm alone in that I know that we're not going to get that, but that to me is – or if you're going to play two of the new schools, right, okay, well then no more TCU or West Virginia for Oklahoma the next two years, right? Keep 
keep those long-standing games, play those. So the story that you sent me kind of lays out that they're going to integrate. And, that again, we, we've talked about this before. They're going to integrate the four new teams into the schedule for Oklahoma and Texas. But in doing that, you know, you're losing two teams per year from the Big 12 in, in their regular schedule. So, like you said, are you, are you booting West Virginia and TCU because they're the newest and not the most traditional rivals to give – but did I say Oklahoma State? I'm sorry. West Virginia and, and TCU because they're the newest, right, and they're not the traditional rivals? Or, I mean, how, how do you decide that? What's the determination of that? Do Oklahoma and Texas get a say? But I just – I guess I don't understand – how you make that decision going forward, right? What's the what's the deciding factor in how you handle their schedules in 23 and 24? Because both Oklahoma and Texas have their non-conference schedules taken care of, right? You know, you think about for the Sooners in okay, so this is 22. So for the Sooners in 23, it's Arkansas State, SMU, and then they go to Tulsa. You know, maybe there's a chance there's an open date in 24, at least for now. And maybe Joe C might have something in the works. Maybe it's done. I don't know. But in 24, it looks like there's an open spot. Maybe, hey, you know what? In 24, let's play at BYU because they're playing Temple and Tulane at home. Let's play at BYU and it'll be a, a conference game that's a non-conference game. I don't I don't think Texas has and I'm going off fbschedules.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Texas has an open date in its next 2 years like Oklahoma does or at least what appears to be an open date and I'm sure if if I were to look at the Air Comfort Solutions text line someone's like they've already booked North Carolina A&T for 2024. You might be right. No, they they, they I don't think they have but okay. I would imagine. Yeah, Texas is booked up. They got Rice, Alabama, Wyoming next year, Colorado State, Michigan, and UTSA in 24. Ooh, pretty tasty in 24. How about the first year of Texas in the SEC? They have a road trip to Ohio State in addition to their SEC schedule. That's great. uh, What's the non-con for OU in 25? Illinois State, Michigan, yeah. Okay. So that's trip, right. that's that first trip to Michigan. No, it's the home game for Michigan. Oh wow, bro. Let me tell you something. I don't know if they allow you to buy future um, season tickets, right? But if I could get on that 2025 season ticket list, Michigan is coming to town, and then the first year of the SEC, they might try to juice our home schedule a little sure. bit. <laughs> you might you might get Bama here. Who knows? But could you imagine a home schedule with Michigan and Alabama in it? I could, and it sounds terrific. <laughs> or or Georgia, or Tennessee, if they keep rolling. All right, Josh, if you were to put money in 2022 right now, the Josh Heupel is still the head coach at Tennessee, would you feel confident in that pick? Absolutely. Okay. I would not because it's Tennessee and they're crazy people, and if they lose one game this year, they're going to lose their minds. Well, what happened? I think I think he's got the thing rolling well enough to where – they're not going to totally fall off the cliff over these next couple of seasons. I mean, he's kind of proven, look, if I get this caliber of quarterback. Right, you're going to be good. We're going to score points. So, we're waiting. 
We've been waiting. We'll continue to wait. But now you have the end in sight. Now, let's be clear in this. This is merely a quote from Brett Yormark. There hasn't been like an official response to this from Oklahoma or, or Texas, but I would say the thing that is constantly told to me when any of these conversations happen to come up, anytime these conversations are brought up, it's always, hey, man, it's 2025. You know, even whenever I might have a person kind of, hey, is this is this really, you know, kind of a side away? It's always been, hey, no, man, it's 2025. I'm still a little bit that way. Th- this doesn't have me completely sold that it winds up playing out this way. I think that clearly this is everybody's plan for right now. Right. But plans can change. Plans can change. All right. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line is blowing up. I see someone in the 918 is already thinking like me. We'll get to it next. It's United Way Day. Here on the ref, last year the United Way of Norman served 61,123 people. That need grows every day. United Way of Norman funds nonprofit partner agencies in the Norman community that provide vital services. These agencies provide uh, programs are divided into three impact areas, education, financial sub- stability, and health. It's good. It's awesome. It's fun. They're great people. United Way of Norman. You can learn more right now by simply checking out their website, unitedwaynorman.org. And when we come back, we'll hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line right here on The Ref. So, 1130, 11.30, Eric Bailey from the Tulsa World is going to swing by. No kidding. Yeah. I was... Uh, I was trying not to bug him too much. No, no, but, we got to bug him. But yeah, he's awesome. So it's been a Evie, minute since he's been on the show. We haven't talked to him in a while, have we? So I'm excited about that. Eric Bailey coming up at 11:30 this morning to the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. It's United Way Day. On <laughs> Casey has to remember, I cannot see. All right, listen, I am. I am in that group now. When I go to a restaurant, I have to put my reading glasses on. At eleven, or I'm sorry, ten fifty this morning. Is that Swantech? Swatech. Swatech. Thank you. <laughs> Wendy Swatech's going to join us from the Crossroads Youth and Family. Darren Wilson will swing by, uh, and I, I think David Goodspeed's in the house. With, oh, is he here? In the house. Great. Can't wait. All right. Air Comfort Solutions text line. From the 918, when the Big 12 becomes the Big 12 plus two conference, why wouldn't there be seven teams north, seven teams south? Real simple, put Houston, UCF, south put BYU, Cincy north. Uh, I'm sorry, he, he had that right, my bad. Put Houston, UCF, south, put BYU, Cincy north. Easy, go figure. Because you want Oklahoma and Texas to meet in the Big 12 yeah, championship I game if so it too. can happen. Right, exactly. Hey, Go back and look at the numbers. You know, I talk. Can I be that guy that's like, I was talking to so-and-so the other day. You may. I was talking to Bob Bowlesby the other day. And, you know, my big thing. On Big 12 today? Yes. I'll I'll find the cut because it was really good. I mean, I I know some people would rather listen to me sit here and run my fingers across, fingernails across chalkboards. If you're not admonishing Bob Bowlesby, do not discuss. But. 
this was kind of building up Oklahoma because my point to him had always been, or my point has always been, man, this has got to be big for the Big 12 to have this kind of success, right? Look, TCU is undefeated. You're getting Cincinnati off of a trip to the four-team playoff. This has got to be huge, right? Houston's gone to a Final Four recently. In basketball, right? In, in, in college basketball. you know. And his point was, yeah, that's great and all, but you're losing two massive, massive brands. And it's just, he's right. I mean, look. Look at the TV ratings. How many times have you heard Cincinnati mentioned on a national conversation this year? Uh, not often. Right, exactly. Oklahoma and Texas are both not where they need to be, and you still hear it talked about constantly. Fortunately, to our dismay sometimes, but that's not a bad Cincinnati team. What are their 6-1 and one this year, right? Their only loss came to, what, who was their only loss this year? Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas in the opener. And that, they only lost by seven. And and that's the last time we heard about him, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I think your idea is, is solid, but I just – everyone's going away from divisions. From the 918 as well. Cancel Bedlam. Gundy doesn't want to play it anyway. That's what I say. I'm like, oh, okay, got two more teams. Let's go to BYU. Let's play UCF. Forget Bedlam. Who cares? Yeah, I, I've it's got, not that big of a deal. Doesn't matter. I've got bad news for you, and our texter. They're they're not getting rid of the ratings games. And then one more from the five eight zero. Not sentimental at all about playing the northern teams. One of the best things about getting out of this conference is getting the new matchups with pods slash divisions. No thanks to the long-standing games. I think most Sooner fans are very tired of all these old matchups. And I think there's, yeah, some definite truth to that for sure. You know, there's a part of me that feels that way too. I just think as we near the exit here, mm-hmm. if you tell me BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, I'd rather get two more years of those guys that you've played that extended period of time. But, again, that, I, that's probably probably the mi- minority opinion at this point. Right? I mean, don't you think that most people would – probably rather play yeah avenge uh, maybe some losses to sure. BYU and Houston and sure. see some new faces in both Cincinnati and UCF I I'm only I, there there's not these matchups that I'm like overly sentimental about right you're still playing OU Texas I'm gonna hate it that Bedlam's not happening I love the matchups with Kansas State and TCU but I don't think I'm gonna be in the midst of oh man I'm in Knoxville and there's a hundred thousand people here Wish I was in Fourth Fort Worth with their stupid train horn going off every two minutes. Part of it for me is, you know, my, my friends from Kansas that I grew up with. It's you know conversations that you have is sure yeah we'll we'll see you later into the SEC and it's you think this is the last time we're playing so those kind of things right it's like okay well would like to see one more and certainly would not like to leave on a losing note to Kansas State right all right quick break. Um, I, I, there's so much more good stuff on the text line. Again, the big story of the day is the Brett Yormark remark that the Oklahoma and Texas exit for the SEC is officially not coming until 2025. We're reacting to it. And we'll talk to Eric Bailey from the Tulsa World. But it's United Way Day. Uh, David Goodspeed joins us next here on The Ref. We are, we are using every microphone in the studio. This hasn't happened in the new studio yet. Look at this, Josh. And so far, everything's so far, going so- smoothly. David, does your mic work? 
Uh, Good start. Yeah. Jenny, does your mic work? I think oh! so. We're reaching down between our legs and Look need to seat us. back. Let's go. Let's at us. Every mic in the studio works. Good morning, David Goodspeed. How are you, man? <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Plank. Uh, thank you for bringing your uh, lovely wife in to celebrate United Way Day. That's awesome. Yes. You, she is, she's more beautiful than I am, so it makes my radio voice look better. I don't know. The L.A. Kings, <laughs> the LA yeah. Kings hey. windbreaker. Did you see the game last night? Of course I did. Yeah, of course you did. Because the Lakers were stinking, so I was flipping around. I was watching the Kings play. <laughs> my, the Kings Nashville. won. My Devils won. Let's go. The Jim, Rams how won. You, how did you end up in this whirlwind of David Goodspeed? Man, what happened I just here? got lucky. <laughs> I just got lucky once. Um, United Way Day, right? Yeah. We got so many things we could talk about. Your Vegas trip. Obviously, OEC Fiber, Armstrong Bank. But listen, today we're here for United Way. So let's just start first and foremost, David, with you. Kind of, how'd you get involved with United Way? Yeah, you know, it. You know, Darren Wilson. Well, Darren Wilson approached me and Jenny probably about this time last year, I think, somewhere around there, and asked us to be the chairs for it. And um, of course, you guys, you know, know me very well. Is that I said sure. And then I woke up the next day and I said, "What are we doing? What do we what do we commit to?" And all that type <laughs> stuff. But uh, but yeah, you know, Darren always asks us to tell our why of why why we're doing this, or you know, what is our purpose and things like that. And and my story and and Jenny has her story, and I want her to tell it too. But uh, you know, mine is that I've been a Norman kid since about eighty four, eighty five. You know, I think you all know that I'm a card carrying member of the AARP, so I can't really remember what year it was, <laughs> but you know. Um, but but the thing is that, you know, I was a Norman kid and the community always surrounded itself around me, you know, through the public schools, through friends, family, um, then, you know, attending the university and then graduating and just really staying and raising a family and have a you know beautiful 20 year old daughter that's, you know, at the university right now and at of Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's I've been very fortunate to live in Norman and have a wonderful professional career and a personal career. So. It was really the time for me to give back. You know, the need is so great. We were talking with Casey just a second ago. We were in Vegas and I said, you know, we've seen the price of, you know, food here. The price of food in Vegas is 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 um, almost, you know, like gangster food. You know, it's just like <laughs> the, the mob is, uh, you know, coming after you. But, um, you know, the need is there. You know, we've got a two million dollar goal this year. And it's not because we thought that was a cool, you know, number to pick out of the air of two million dollars. But you know, the need is there. And I was, I, I tell this story and then I'll, and then I'll shut up and everybody can listen to, to, to Jenny real quick is that the other day we went, I took three of my team members to lunch and mm -hmm. we had sandwiches and it cost us $61. I, and I kind of looked at the, what you get sandwiches with gold on them or something? I, I, well, I don't want to name the, <laughs> I don't want to name the per the, the restaurant, but uh, anyway, we, I, I just stood there and I was like, wow. And then we were doing a, uh, 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 kickoff at another agency and April Dozier from Food and Shelter was there and I said April as I'm telling the story I asked her to do some math I said April I said $61 I said how many meals would that cover she said 120 wow and so we ate one meal and it was probably not as healthy as the meals that they can probably provide down at Food and Shelter so what we're at what I'm asking is that for people you see the United Way stuff around hopefully you're you know, the, the uh, businesses that you're in or you're going to get something in the mail or you're going to see it online or whatever, is, is please donate. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for anybody to be a hero and, you know, give $100, $1,000 or anything like that. Feel what, give what you can give because understanding that $2 can provide a meal. So $5, $10, whatever you can, whatever you can do. And uh, 
it's a it's an important time. It's mm-hmm. an important time to wrap our arms arms around each other, and and really make a a statement in the community. So UnitedWayNorman.org. Jenny, what's your story? What well, got you involved? Well, thank you. Um, my story is a little bit different than David. Um, I grew up in Purcell, so kind of a Purcell girl. Heart of Oklahoma. That's right. God's country. Quarter's <laughs> capital of the world, by the way, too. Um, but when Darren um, asked us uh, to do this and Kathy Holder, you know, it was an immediate yes for me. Um, if you ever get to watch the United Way video this year, I encourage you to do that. Um, in that video, April Dozier, um, she talks about whenever you walk into um, food and shelter, that it's usually the worst day of your life. And there is a point um, in everybody's life that you wake up and it is the worst day of your life. Um, My life before David, um, I was married 17 years and I lost a husband in a motorcycle accident. Um, My sons and I, we we woke up one day and our lives were turned upside down. So I think we all experience um, those certain times in our lives that we need help. Um, there's a lot of things that I've learned about United Way since we've started this. Um, I thought I knew a lot about it, but um, there's an agency called Kaleidoscope that um, provides uh, grief counseling for adolescents. Oh, wow. Um, something I didn't know. I mean, I knew the name, wasn't really sure what they did. Um, so I would have loved to have had that information then. Um, so there's just so much that United Way does. Um, there's 34 agencies or 34 um, programs inside of those 26 partner agencies. So um, all you have to do is pick up the phone and call United Way and you can get the help that you need. You don't even realize how incredible that was leading us right up to a break. Uh, UnitedWayNorman.org. I, I got like 10 seconds, yeah. David. Anything yeah. else to mention? No. There's a YouTube a series out there called Norman. Mm-hmm. We did it based off Dallas. Nice. So, so at 450, whoever gets us, they get to hear about that. We'll talk about that series and uh, all the fun we're having being JR and Sue Ellen Ewing. So. Thanks, guys. We appreciate Thank you. you coming by. It's a plank show right it. here on the road. Thank you.